guys and welcome back to Disney Debate. This is Josie. This is Alex. And what are we going to talk about today, Alex? Well, we're going to start off with talking about Jocelyn's experience at... The Disney Villains After Hours. Yeah, so we're going to start off with that. So I'm going to go ahead and ask her a few questions about the event. She's also going to go ahead and um, kind of describe the event and kind of what happens in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's begin. Uh, overall... Mm-hmm. What did you think of the event? I think that it was very fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily pay to do it again, though. Mm-hmm. So I think that okay, compared to like, because this isn't a regular party. This yeah, is it's like it. Well, it's like if you've ever seen the after hours event, the regular ones, they're just you get maybe like three four extra hours in the park so they do it like at magic kingdom and they do it at right now they're doing it at hollywood studios too and you get a certain amount of hours and basically you get some food included usually and then you also get you know obviously time to ride rides yeah. where it's less capacity so with this i did like it because it was similar to that but you get something extra with the whole villains show um the unlimited snacks so there's like extra little things and the different um specialty foods so it is similar to a party but it's not exactly like a party because there was no character meets there wasn't you couldn't do any special which character to me meets with- honestly i feel like also a big thing of going to the after hours party and paying extra uh-huh. is like obviously sometimes there is long lines for certain characters mm-hmm. but i feel like that's another main point why i would want to go to one because like there's a lot like in a lot of other parties, mm-hmm. they have like a bunch of specialty characters or maybe characters you wouldn't necessarily see all the time. Yeah. And you have the ability to go and like kind of be a li- bit more personal without like the whole lines and everything of regular character meets. Yeah. I The thing that I liked about it because I, I thought it would have been cool if they had character meets, but I have gone to the Christmas party before and yes, it is a good amount of time that you're able to do the party, but... I feel like there's a lot of pressure because you have special character meets to line up as soon as you get in the park to start lining up for those character meets and spend most of your time waiting in line to meet those characters. Like, you don't necessarily have to, but I think they're rare opportunities that you're kind of missing out on if you don't meet them. So it's like this pressure to do that and then make sure you also do, like, the other things like the parade, the shows. So, and doing it in a limited amount of time. I like the fact that they didn't have it just because then it took that pressure off and you couldn't just you could enjoy like everything else that the um after hours event offered well that's you you know okay that's what i'm saying for me because i had the other experience that's why i really liked it with without the character meets but i don't know that's just my opinion do you have any more questions oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay so my next question was um mm-hmm. we're gonna kind of do this like um, this is basically, you know, that BuzzFeed show worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to like, I'm going to do a bunch of categories uh-huh. and then we're going to see, was it really worth it to you? Okay. So let's start off with the price. What was the price of the, just a regular ticket? Um, price for regular ticket. I believe it's 139, okay. but pass holder discount. I want to say it was like 109 or something after tax, maybe 115. So, somewhere around there, like 115, so, 120. It's basically a full park, a one full day ticket, right? Yeah, well, what one full day tickets used to be, because now they start at like 120. Okay. But um, yeah, it's, and you, the v- event starts at 10 mm-hmm. and it ends at 1 
but you can get in as early as seven. So okay. you can be there from seven to one. But that's like if you have an annual. So I'm talking about like regular. No, no, no. Oh. It included in the ticket. You oh. even though the event starts at ten, you can get in at seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. so so technically, like, say you just buy that, you could still get in the park and see, like, the fireworks show and all yep. that? Yep. They they always do it to where you have enough time beforehand to see the fireworks show. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, another good, honestly. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I feel like with that included, that to me, that makes the price seem a little more, like... Worth it, yeah. Worth it, You yeah. want, like, a few hours in there to mm-hmm. just uh, enjoy, like, because then you get the three before the event starts that you can just do whatever ride and get that out of the way before the event. And then you can just focus on everything else afterwards. Alrighty. Next question. So yes. the first category was price. Mm-hmm. The next category was food. What kind of food and like specialty things did they have there that would make the price like worth it? Okay. So this was the thing with the food. Keep in mind, like this is after park hours. Mm-hmm. So most of the food places are running at only like i don't want to say like half capacity but like with limited food items available Mm -hmm. so if you're going to go to the villains event because they're still running it until uh i think august 8th you need to eat beforehand if you're like haven't eaten very much that day prepare to eat beforehand so when you get to the park you're just eating like snacks and stuff like that because they do have special like event food available but it's not very big it's mostly desserts that they have available okay like desserts for purchase and the one food item that i can remember was uh the zergs galactic noodles which we did have but it's a very small portion and it's not like anything too it's not anything too filling so there's that and then you have other like random specialty snacks and desserts that you can buy which those are really cool specialty Mm -hmm. drinks and then they have unlimited popcorn ice cream and beverages for all of the uh party attendees including like if you bring a popcorn bucket um well i don't know i didn't see anyone with a popcorn bucket but they they're kind of doing it where they distribute it just like really quickly so they have Mm -hmm. them set out and they keep like you know uh pouring more and then laying it out on the little like cart stand Mm -hmm. so you so technically you could grab it and just stick it in your yeah yeah, you can like and they allow you to take as many as you want you don't have to be shy they'll just like lay it out there and you like still have to wait in line yeah but you can literally just grab as many as you want and then just like leave they're not gonna say anything about it so on a scale of one to five Mm -hmm. what would you rate the food options including think of it more as like the snacks too Mm because i understand it's not full just food what would you rate that if we're just seeing it as like oh i'm not trying to like eat a full course meal and get full like i'm doing it for the sake of like the actual taste of the snacks mm-hmm. i would probably rate it um like a 4.5 okay that's pretty high that's pretty high yeah okay. because i feel like there's a lot of different options a lot of cool things that you can try i we got the there's like a dr facilier tarot card dessert there was also yzma's uh magic potion mm-hmm. or what was it yeah something yzma's potion basically a drink so there's a lot of really cool fun like treats that they had but and then the unlimited popcorn obviously was my favorite thing. Okay. So, next category. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a big one because of the whole event. So, the next category mm-hmm. is the atmosphere. How would you say that was, in, like, especially considering it's the whole um, villains after hours? Um, I think they did a really good job. Obviously, it's not, like, anything super crazy. But for it just being an after hours event, because that's what I'm taking into consideration. I'm not trying to compare it to the regular, like, parties. Yeah. I'm trying to compare it to what a regular, like, after hours would be. 
it's nice that they're for the price how much you get so they have like the castle has projections on it to make it look really cool mm-hmm. they have this whole like dj setup in front of the castle that makes yeah. it feel like it's like an edm concert or whatever so they're doing like really cool or he's playing like music and stuff and then throughout the park they have projections of different villains so they had like hades hair or i think it was like dr facilier's skull mm-hmm. so that was really cool and certain areas they kind of changed the music up um i think just like there were small things like uh i think frontierland didn't have any kind of overlays or anything like different mm-hmm. it was just frontierland yeah but it was still fun like i think they did a good job with it Alrighty. Well, out of again five uh-huh. what would you recommend the total atmosphere of the whole uh, after hours event um i well because i think the people that also came kind of made the event everyone was like dressed up yeah so i would rate it honestly a five, a five? i thought it was good yeah all right that's very high yeah very very nice very nice <laughs> next up what would you um like how would you describe the shows and all that because that's another big thing i've yeah. especially cause I got, for some reason i get a bunch of ads on spotify for the mm-hmm. villains event and the the main thing they say is like the whole villains show. Yeah. How would you like describe that and say how it was with the whole event? I really liked the villains show. I thought it was really cute. The thing that I thought was cool is that they run the event or the the show times. I think it's like three times during the night. Mm-hmm. So there's one when you like around ten something, ten forty maybe when you like it's first starting. Then they have another one sometime after that but then the last one because the event technically ends at one mm-hmm. but the show start or finish not finishes starts at one so technically we didn't leave until maybe like 1 30 okay so um in terms of i guess like entertainment atmosphere is kind of included in it um they had the show and it was really fun they had hades as like the main person of the show so i think that's really cool because he was like the main person of the whole event yeah and he's not like it's kind of what like the event is centered around right yeah and he's not like a very popular villain or not always not like a common character basically to see so it's really cool because it was him and it was uh meg there too and then they had like you know the um a lot of the villains or whatever come out on stage so they had a bunch of different I guess performers doing different stunts and stuff with like fire and axes and stuff so it was cool um it's not anything like super crazy but I think if you're just like trying to enjoy it it's like a fun show so I think they it it was cool that they had that and they also had the Maleficent float come around kind of do like a little parade and then it was in the little uh no longer on fire right no, no longer on fire. Good, 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 good. The little, like, main hub area of, like, in front of the castle. So she was out there for a little while. Like, it was really cool. And then another thing that I thought was really cool they included, they had, um, like, where the train station is, you know, the, the, the little... The main, the little steps and all that? Yeah, like, at the top, they had all a bunch of villains. So, like, ones that weren't in the show, they had Queen of Hearts, there was Gaston, there was Cruella de Vil. I forgot who the last person was. Um, they had them up there with like a little kind of like microphone headset mm-hmm. so they can talk. Um, and they were just kind of saying goodbye to all the guests as they left and like interacting with them, joking with them. So it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for entertainment. But I think. What would you rate it from one to fifty five? <laughs> OK, again, considering the fact that it's an after hours event, I feel like it's an added bonus. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I would rate the entertainment. Um, 
A 55. A 55. That is a big number. It is a big number. All right. And lastly, Uh another honestly big reason a lot of people go to, not necessarily just this event, but after hours events in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Give us a little synopsis of the attractions and how it was getting on, like, all of them. I thought it was really cool that literally every single ride was open except maybe um, Carousel Progress. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. Like, even the Tiki Room was open. Not that anyone really cares to go there, but it was even open. So I thought it was cool because everything was available. And uh, even Seven Doors Mine Train was um, available. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was up. That was, like, because I kept checking the wait times. That was 35 minutes for the majority of the night, like 30 to 35. Space Mountain was 20, and everything else was 15 and under. Like, nothing was over 30 minutes. So if you're really trying to just get in, like, rides, it's a good time to go because there's no one, or there's not as many people there. You have wristbands, and they, like, aggressively check those wristbands to make sure you have them. Um we are selling a few wristbands on the side. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, what would they say if I like, kept my wristband on? Like, and if it's the same color wristband, I and then I go. No, that's what I'm saying. They probably changed the color they or something. They changed by night, but I feel like by a certain time, they redo them. Yeah, probably. But, um, oh, and the best part, I would have to say, like, my favorite part was the Space Mountain overlay. Because it was all dark even in the beginning tunnel of space mountain it was completely like pitch black you could not see anything and then they had kind of like ominous music playing in the background so it was really really fun it was scary but it was really fun what would you recommend this from one to five honestly if you have not been to magic kingdom and you want an opportunity to really like explore the park with little weights and with like added fun things Mm mm-hmm I would probably say, like, it's definitely five. You should check it out because, again, like, who knows if they're going to do something similar to this, like, ever again because the villains don't come out very often. So I think the fact that it's, like, specified around the villains, it's the fact that it's an event specified around the villains, I think it's something to really, you know, try for yourself. So even though I might not necessarily pay that extra expense only because, like, I have a pass, so it's kind of, you know, an added expense to do it. Um, but I would definitely recommend if you don't come often and it's something you'd like to try, I would say to go ahead and do it. Okay, Josie, to end it off, is the Disney Villains After Hours Party worth it? I would say it's 100% worth it. Okay, well, on to the next part of the podcast. Um, I made a little bit of a game for Alex, and it's called... Guess Guess That that CEO. CEO! Insert game music now, Alex. Okay, anyways, so basically I have a list of things that either Michael Eisner or Bob Iger did. Okay. And you have to guess which CEO was responsible for it. Alrighty. So some of these are going to be obvious. Some of them are going to be kind of easy. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I don't know. I don't know if you'll get them or I know not. everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I feel like you're probably going to know most Bob, of these. Bob Iger's my idol. Uh, <laughs> I envy him. So, uh, let's go. Anyways, so, we'll start with which CEO opened the first Disney store? Disney, what do you mean? Like, the ones they have at malls? Yes. This has to be Bob Iger. Not Bob Iger. I mean, this has to be Michael Eisner. I feel like he's he's that dude who's like, <sighs> everyone thinks he's crazy, 
But then he's like, we're going to open a Disney store. It's 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 Michael Eisner. Is that your final guess? Final answer. And that is correct. I knew it. See, he's crazy enough to do that. <laughs> Why is that crazy, though? Because, like, okay, say you're, like, a, like a board member or something. Uh-huh. They, you might be, like, the main point a lot of people go to disney is to get disney merch right uh-huh and then ceo comes and he's like yo we're gonna put it in malls across the like country mm-hmm. and now so they might think like oh what he's like we're not gonna make as many sales at the here because people are like just buying it at the store so, okay. you know but you gotta think out the box anyways next up which ceo is responsible for hong kong disneyland oh i know this i know this Mm-hmm. It's Bob Iger. You know how I know this? How do you know this? Because um, basically the whole thing is Hong Kong Disneyland got uh, – so, like, they made it, right? And then, like, two years later they made Hong Kong Shanghai, which, like, took everything from it. So then they got mad. And I remember because, like, Disney Hong Kong opened in, like, 2006. So I know it's, it's Bob Iger. Wrong. It opened in 2005. Are you for real? That's the year – the same year that Michael Eisner got booted out. But it technically he is responsible oh for Hong God. Kong Disneyland. I was see. Oh, it's like on that cusp. So I get where you got confused. But no, technically he is responsible. But yeah, that's for. a little trivia about it. Basically, no one goes to Disneyland Hong Kong because Shanghai opened like two years. Yeah, later. and it's a lot smaller too. So or it's yeah. Anyways, next up, which CEO mm-hmm. is responsible for reacquiring Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Oh. I, I also know – okay, so I watch a lot of sports, right? Uh-huh. And I know this fact. So if you don't know um, Jim Nance, right, he's an announcer. He does football and a bunch of other sports, right? Uh-huh. So he used to work for NBC – or he used to work for ABC, so like Disney, mm-hmm. right? And then NBC had the rights to Oswald. Uh-huh. So what they did was they traded the rights. So that's why now if you watch football or like sports like that or mm-hmm. – yeah. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's CBS. CBS. So CBS had the rights to Oswald. Uh-huh. And then ABC had the rights to Jim Nance. So that's why they traded the rights for Oswald for the rights for Jim Nance. Mm-hmm. So that's why now Disney owns Oswald. And then if you watch, like, football or golf, Jim Nance is there. So I know that. Um, that's the, like, fun fact about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember it happened, in, I'm going to say late 90s. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it was Bob, or not Bob Iger. It was... um. Michael Eisner. And you are wrong. What year? It was Bob Iger in 2006. Oh, see? like oh. You, The story you said was correct because yeah. I remember reading that story, but the year was just I wrong. just know that because I like uh, Jim Nance. He's my favorite football uh, commentator. And this is where I check out of the conversation. Um, okay, next up. Who is responsible? Again, this might be easy. Mm-hmm. Who's responsible for Toy Story Land and I don't know what this abbreviation is. Toy Story Land. We'll Toy go with that. <laughs> oh, Star Wars Land. <laughs> oh, that's that's Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's SWL? I wrote it down, but oh, I couldn't remember. God. Yep. It was an easy one, but yeah. I, I thought I should bring so it. So I know I'm, I'm two for four. Yeah. Next up. Who purchased? Who? Once listen. <laughs> Who purchased Capital Cities, aka ABC? ABC. This ha- Okay. I'm thinking. 
Bob Iger's been like the guy who like takes everything, right? Mm-hmm. So they could be him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if it's like. Okay, let me think. Mm-hmm. ABC, and then. I don't. Did they get ABC? Okay, so I'm pretty sure they got ABC. With ABC, they got ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to say this was. I'm th- Oh, my God. What is this? I'm going to say Michael Eisner. Is that your final guess? I mean, I feel like because I know Bob Iger's been the one who's like been acquiring yeah. a bunch of stuff. But I'm going to say it's Bob Iger. Or it's Michael Eisner. You would be correct. Okay, good. good, good. Yeah, 1996. Okay. Okay, next up. Who was responsible for the name change of Walt Disney Productions to the Walt Disney Company? I feel like this might be Michael. <laughs> I like how you go by first name basis. Yeah, me, we, we go way back. I feel like this is Michael just due to the fact that like he came in during like when they wanted to separate everything. Mm-hmm. So like maybe in like a way to unite everything. And I'll make it, like, productions and maybe, like, just the Walt Disney Company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Michael. Michael Eisner on this one. Final guess? Yes. You would be correct. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so you got two correct in a row. Next up, who was hired as the president and COO for Paramount? Oh, I know so much. This is kind of. I don't realize how much <laughs> Disney history I know. Um, I know this one because this is this just shows you um how much of a cheater Michael Eisner is. <laughs> he, I know this. He was the CEO of Paramount, and the whole reason he came up with the idea of Hollywood Studios, even after it was supposed to be like a pavilion in Epcot, uh-huh. was because the um, so when uh, Universal was planning to make their whole thing here in Florida. Mm-hmm. They did a. They showed a big presentation to the everyone at Paramount, right? Yeah. Which included your boy Michael. Yeah. And they even talked about how they were gonna make a tram tour here, and that's how all that came into his mind for the park over here. So it's Michael Eisner. I know this one. Final guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't need <laughs> yeah. another guess. That is correct, <laughs> and that backstory is also correct. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Which COO, COO, CEO is responsible for the firing of director James Gunn? Oh, this is easy. That happened like two years ago. That's Bob Iger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was not even difficult. Uh, that's why I said some of these are easy. Some of these are harder. Okay. Next up. Who is responsible for releasing My Magic Plus? What is that? My, My Magic. Magic Plus, Magic Bands. Oh, my okay. magic experience. That's Bob Iger. Or my Disney experience. Yeah, that's too. Yes, that is Bob Iger. That's too like recent. That's what I'm saying. The it's good ones are like like 2000 in the mid 2000s because that's where you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who is responsible for D23 and establishing its first or ex- establishing the D23 expos essentially? Oh, ooh. I feel like D23 is too like. Oh, I, I honestly, you know how much like Michael Eisner liked him see himself in like videos and stuff, <laughs> yeah. which is really weird because no one else has done that. Uh. So I feel like it could be him, but I don't, 
I don't think so. Because I know, like, Michael Eisner, he would do the whole, like, whole, all the board members would come, and, like, he would do a whole presentation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Bob Iger, he, like, took upon that idea and released it to the public. That is correct. Oh, let's go. Yeah. What year? 2009. Okay. Yeah, so it's, like, around the time he the transition happened. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Who is responsible for the opening of Animal Kingdom? Oh, that's easy. That's Michael Eisner. He was at the, uh, like, the opening show or whatever, mm-hmm. the opening day thing. He was there. Yeah, the commencement speech. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are correct. Okay, and this, I mean, this isn't going to be that much harder because I'm kind of running out of stuff. And you're doing a lot better than I thought you would. Yeah, uh, I know. I know my, like, Disney history, I know. I know, but it just surprises me how much you know. Anyways. Who's responsible for the opening of Hollywood Studios? Michael Eisner. That's yep. easy. See, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got to give me more difficult ones. Well, because I started out with the hard ones. Now I just have the easy ones. Because if, like, all these are, like, basically time. And I know, like, obviously, if yeah. it's in between, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for the Bob Iger ones because it's so recent that, like, you would know. You're so right. I should start out with the easy ones. Yeah. Okay. Who is responsible for the acquisition of Pixar? Bob Iger. Bye. <laughs> You're like, bah. I think it's Bob. I think it's Bobby. It's Bobby. Bobby Iger. Keep in mind, it's in early 2000s. Okay, but that can mean... Go with Just go with your gut. Bobby yeah. Igor. You are correct. It would be Ooh, Bobby Igor. That's not early 2000s. 2000... 2006 is early 2000s. No, it's not. That's late... If 2005 is mid 2000s, if you're okay, but you can make the argument that in this like the 100 years, <laughs> yeah. oh my, that is technically early 2000s. Anyways, who is responsible for the suspension of John Lasseter? That happened for what? For the, the misconduct? Yes. Okay, that's recent in Bob Iger. <laughs> yes. Because I was like, I don't know if he's done something before where like, he came to work drunk or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> All right. Who started out at ABC? Ooh, Bob Iger. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is this is easy because you have to think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I obviously know that um, Michael Eisner started at Paramount. So, obviously, he's not going to start at ABC. But he was. He Michael Eisner still was a part of ABC. He was their senior vice president in 1976. Anyways, who is responsible for Shanghai Disneyland? Bob Iger. Yep. And last but not least, let me double check that that's the last thing. Yeah, it is the last thing. Who is responsible for the Marvel acquisition? Bob Iger. Yep. I didn't, I'm too raw. Like, honestly... <laughs> I've honestly been thinking about making like a Disney history channel because this all like fascinates me. If you watch it, like basically, if you want to know all of this, just watch like theme park history, uh, Yes World Entertainment, and uh, was it the other one? Which one? The big one. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, what is it? I don't want to. And like a theme park something. There's a lot yeah, of channels out there. I, I just watch all those videos. Yeah. Um, um, wait, wait, wait. Bonus question. Ooh. Not necessarily, like, it could be anyone, but I don't know if you know who led the whole uh, trying to boot out Michael Eisner as CEO. 
Of what? Who was the main person that led it, like, trying to boot Michael Eisner? Probably Bob Iger. Yes, it was Bob Iger. It was Bob Iger <laughs> and someone's daughter, wasn't it? I don't remember. Someone, someone like, an original founder's daughter or something like that. Are you talking about, like, Not Walt's, Walt's it was someone else's oh, okay. daughter. I just was someone's daughter. Yep. Okay, next up, what everyone has been waiting for, oh you know what time it is. Alex's News Corner. First up, in major breaking news, Mm -hmm. Universal Orlando Resort is set to announce a major announcement August 1st. Could it be a new theme park? Possibly. I'm excited. Especially because... What are your speculations? My speculations is... I think they're releasing the the name of the new park because the name they were going to have, they're in a dispute with... um, Warner Brothers, so I think they probably changed it, and they're gonna like probably release that and maybe a f- more details about it. Yeah. So look out for that. That's a huge announcement. Cast member previews now start for Hollywood Studios cast members on Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I'm so mad because I tell them the bro moment you had. <laughs> I have been checking every single day my email to because the um pass holder previews are also coming up soon and it's only for platinum platinum plus and uh what was it the one that gets you into disneyland the premiere pass mm-hmm. and i'm so mad because i've been checking every single day like from morning until night and the one day i don't check because i'm busy writing or working on an essay or homework whatever is the day that they come out by the time i find it it's already 10 o'clock at night and it came out at 11 in the morning and it was full so now it's full and now i'm gonna have to wait until opening day or not opening day but when it opens so next up disney is looking to refresh its annual halloween parties oh i heard about that too i just didn't hear what they were doing with it what do you think what do you think is like something they should change about it or something um, that could well i know of the event like what goes on but i've never um actually been to it so maybe just like changes in the stage show or like new overlays or something mm-hmm. at least that would be my guess i don't really know <laughs> that's the end of the podcast if you guys like the show please subscribe like rate us um, our email is disneydebate at outlook.com. Please follow us on Instagram, disneydebate, all lowercase. And that's it. Besides that, have a nice day. Bye.